listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. couldn't say who you are the only one who's ever really seen me i know that i'm the reason that you don't watch any tv i want to lay on your stomach so bad and it gets a little quiet in this bachelor pad and i don't really understand the thing we had i want to try again but it would just be sad and oh, oh you are the only one Who's ever let me be me? We can make it easy. We can do it simple. I'll be waiting right there. Promise to be gentle. Sitting by your window. Girl, you're so fly to me. So fly. Girl, you're so fly. So fly. Girl, you're so fly. So fly. Girl, you're so fly to me. So fly, girl, you're so fly. So fly, girl, you're so fly. So fly, girl, you're so fly to me. joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode of 151. Woohoo! Yes, that is a type of liquor. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. If oh. you want to get drizzled. Um, that sounds like some brown liquor. 151. You know, and they use numbers. It's normally brown. It is brown. Oh, that's what I thought. And um, we're back for a feedback episode. Uh, you know, this is where we interact with our fans who take the time to write in, call in, um, leave us voicemails and, you know, things like that. Facebook feedback. And, uh, you know, this is just showing our appreciation for anybody that is digging what we do. Because we really do appreciate it, guys. We do. And, um, you know, no matter how big or small we get or response we get, we're going to do this show, you know, until it's just not feasible anymore, you know. If we get a million listeners, then maybe we'll have to stop. But until then, I say we keep doing this shit. Me too. All right, man. Um, Of course, if you want to know how to leave uh, comments for us, you just go to iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic, search for The Black Guy Who Tips. You can leave comments there. Uh, you can leave us reviews on iTunes. We read all five-star reviews. Yes, we do. Regardless of the content. Yes, right. I've had to call my wife, man. 
Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm okay. Yeah, I, but hey, that's part of it. You I know? mean, you being 10 star rod and all. That's, I mean, yeah. Hey. To everybody else, we must be 15 stars. I guess so. Um, and of course, um, you can leave uh, you can leave comments on Facebook, and we go there too. And you can email us the blackout tips at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us voicemails. The number is 704-557-0186. And of course, uh, people donate to the show by going to theblackouttips.com. And there's donation buttons on the right hand column uh, of the uh, website. And those buttons, one is for regular one-time donations for y'all, those of y'all that you know don't trust the man and don't want them going into your bank account <laughs> automatically. And we appreciate those. And then, of course, there's recurring donations uh, for people who basically sign up and want to uh, you know give us their money in a constant stream. You know, once a month it'll go in your account and take it out. And we got a recurring donation this week Ooh. from Mr. Damien. Uh, thank you, Damien, man. Thank you for the recurring donation. I yes. appreciate that shit. It's, it's awesome to see people, you know, that uh, rely on uh, or want to want us to be able to rely on their support. Thank you. Um, and we also got a donation from Montoya's K. Yes. And uh, once again, I appreciate it, brother. You know, he's a long time listener, calls the show, and leaves messages sometimes. Uh, even sometimes he'll call his Magnum Prime. So, yeah, you know, I still think they're the same person. Yeah, have they ever been on Twitter at, uh, or on uh, on Xbox Live parties together? No. See, I, I See, believe I've it had is. one or the other one. I don't think I've ever had both. Yeah, I believe it did. But um, all right. So you ready to? Uh, oh wait, <laughs> I almost forgot. The official weapon of the show is the Taser and Taser Extreme. <laughs> and according uh, to Will, <laughs> yeah. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, for those that wonder when we say that, what is bullet ball, you can go on our website, theblackouttips.com, and just search for bullet ball, yes. and trust me, a video will come up that explains everything. Yes. And if you can laugh at that, then you can listen to this podcast. Yes, you can. Because nothing's wrong <laughs> if it's funny. That's our motto. So, what do you want to do first? We got Facebook comments, we got iTunes reviews, we got emails, and we got voicemails. Let's do... Uh, Facebook comments first. Alright, so we're going to check out the Black Owl Tips, the group on Facebook that now has 1,901 followers. We're going to find a way to get to that 2,000 soon, yes, fellas. we are. And um, let's see who left uh, comments. Dominic McIntosh. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Hey, Rod and Karen, just started listening to podcast number 146, and I'm one of your many listeners in the land of the rising sun, Japan. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, man. Konnichiwa. Yes. Man, that is tight. Uh, so uh, I'm glad that uh, we got listeners in Japan. And, and, and Facebook is, page is a great place for you guys to, you know, let us know no. that you're listening and let us know where you're from if yes. you want to chime in. You know, if you leave us a review and you're not from the United States, that's a good place to let us know what country you're from so we can go look it up on iTunes. Because yeah. iTunes has this functionality where you have to be in the same country yeah. to see a review yes so i have to change it to your country to read your review so you know if you guys ever leave us a review from japan or somewhere like that and it's five stars let me know and i'll go look it up man um but thank you uh for listening thank you and what is it like in japan right now man i'm gonna ask him that i'm gonna go back to him on that one um marcus graham writes in man the nfl on twitter just asked who's a bigger disappointment bush young or Lionel? 
I'm assuming it means Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of ish is that? And why is Cutler never in that conversation? I can make a strong case that Vince was a victim of uh, Jeff Fisher, his coach. Mm-hmm. Rod, am I crazy for thinking this? Um, and I, I think it's not fair to put Vince Young on that list because I don't see him as the bust that other people see him as. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wins games, and that's what matters. And they put other people in his role as quarterback, and they've lost those games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, no matter what his stat line looks like, at some point you have to give it up for the fact that he does win. And it's really odd that people give so much credit to uh, to, to the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and, you know, he even got a job and shit when they won the Super Bowl. Um, and and then they then they and they and if you ever question it, they go, yeah, well, he just won, and that's what you got to do. And you bring up Vince Young, and it's you know it's not it's never good enough. And I think that was an attack that started on Vince Young from the time that he was a rookie when they released his scores on uh, that aptitude test to try to and nobody else's scores was leaking, but to try to say this guy's a dumbass. And they've always done it, you know. During games, they always bring up that questionable incident, yes. even though it's been years. It's like yes, let that shit go, and then you know, bring Roethlisberger with his stuff. It was it was like he was coming back, you know. You you you'd have thought he'd have had a car wreck, a car crash, or his mama died the way they talked about him when he came back. You was like, y'all not treating this shit the same. Yeah, so it's definitely a double standard for Vince Young. I don't know why. I mean, I don't want to say it's just because he's a black quarterback. No, but um, just, you know, just I'm be looking fair at, across the board. I'm looking at how they're doing Cam Newton in these draft previews this year, and it's it's very it's the same fucking trend. I mean, Warren Moon was right. There's some racial aspect to this. Um. The Dark Hater posted a video of a kid being forced to dance on stage to Snoop Dogg and breaking down and crying. And Aww. I think it was uh, it was because of a, uh, a debate that we were having about Snoop Dogg and Ashley Judd and all that shit. And, you know, I'm kind of done with that debate, but I found this video to be hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so I, I thought that was funny. But, um, that you know, it's just uh, one of those things. Like, but, uh, you know, like I said before, and I will keep saying... I'm not looking for rappers to be role models. I'm looking for people to step up and guide kids in an early direction. You know, get to them early, man. I'm tired of us saying rappers are role models. Kanye said it best. We rappers not role models. We rap, we don't think. So I'm done. You know, I'm not defending them rappers. I'm just saying they ain't shit, but we all know it. Why your kid watching this shit? Um, Of course, uh, I put a link to the podcast you were on with uh, Adjective J. Yes. So that's on the Facebook page for you guys that are like, I, I don't want to type in the Negro majority. You know, maybe my job is watching what I do. Yes. Well, you can just go to our Facebook page where you type in the black guy who tips who all jobs are in favor of. And you can just uh, click on play. And you can play straight. Um, uh, LaShonda commented on our episode with Lene McLevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode where we talked about uh, art and, you know, mm-hmm. even more hip hop and stuff like that. She says, great episode. Lene made an excellent point about America's view of women in general. Rod, I appreciated your comments on the topic as well. 140 characters doesn't do you justice. Sadly, negativity in our culture sells. Artists of all genres who genuinely have something to say or have true talent are pushed to the fringe and the shit floats to the top. The other problem is 90% of what we see expressed in TV, be that in popular culture or politics, Represents maybe 20% of America's populations, opinions, or beliefs. Uh, most of us are just trying to live and survive. We are striving to be decent people. Anyway, different topic for a different time. Keep up the great discussion. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, thank you. 
thank you. And it, and it makes sense, though. It's, and it's sad that when people are really, really, really talented, you know, they really are pushed to the side. And like you said before, it's just a handful of people making these decisions. But instead of you telling them handful of people, don't pick that shit. You want the masses to change what we listen to. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, Of course, uh, Tiz Carrod, uh, Enrique Richard Black says, LOL at ain't going to be no dick given until she takes that trash out. <laughs> That's how I do, Enrique. You got to run a tight ship around here. Don't nobody get up in this penis. Um, let's see. And I think that might be all the fonts. Uh, oh wait, we got another one. Oh no, no, this is from last week. All right, so that's all the Facebook responses. Yeah. Now, what do you want to do? iTunes reviews. Um, of course, only the five star reviews, and okay. I'll read whatever they say. Okay. Emails or voicemails. Let's do emails. All right, so we're going to the emails now. Blam, and that's the black guy who tips at Gmail. And uh, let's go ahead and start reading the feedback. Dexter, who is actually going to be on the show Sunday. Yes. Um, he's part. He's half of the team at Shadow Dog Productions. Yes. And uh, we would like you guys to get your questions in. Email us questions. Yes. You can Twitter us questions. You can go to our Facebook page and send us questions. If you have questions for someone who makes movies, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, we talk about movies mm-hmm. all the time on here. We yes. talk about entertainment all the time and pop culture. I know I got a ton of questions. So even if y'all niggas don't send in shit, it's going to be you questions asked. But if you have specific questions you'd like to know about independent film and things like that, you know, maybe award shows, stuff like that, let me know by emailing us. You know, uh, hit us on Twitter. We're trying to compile a list of questions for Dexter and uh, his partner, John Fouts, um, business partner, um, before we uh, do the interview tomorrow. Yes, and don't forget, guys, also send your um, your names and your um, comments about the uh, the. Oh he, yeah, he's doing he's doing a parody of the Blackout Tips yeah. podcast, uh, like a video parody about the worst po- possible podcast uh, uh, guest, yes, and the bad habits that they have and things like that. So if you want to name the character who is going to be a guest on our podcast, you know, go ahead and uh, email him. You know, mm-hmm. let him know, man. Uh, all right. So he writes, "Hey, Rod and Karen." I actually believe that story read that story you read about the 64-year-old man who didn't notice his friend was dead for 3 days because my father who's 73 can talk for 3 straight hours without taking a breath and sure as hell as sure as hell without me getting in a word edgewise I've I've often thought I could be dead and he wouldn't notice so maybe <laughs> So maybe this old dude was even worse about that. Wow, three days without noticing? Like I said, that's a three-day weekend at Bernie's. Yes, and old people can't talk. I ain't even gonna lie. They ain't got shit to lose, and they feel like, damn it, you're gonna hear what they got to say before they die. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, that that, that story was sick, though. I mean, she ain't stank, man. Anyway, and he was like, I thought she went to the bathroom in a diaper, but you know. Anyway. Flies in the queue. Come on. Corey writes in, I recently started listening to your podcast and love it. I was listening to Chef, Greatest of All Time show. And you, and you <laughs> that, was, that was a great episode. And you talked about the man who pissed on the chicken in Kroger. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that was my drunk ass dad. No bullshit. Oh. What? <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> 
He's a son of a pisser. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I hope piss don't run in the family. No, no. Go to the bathroom, son. Go to the bathroom. He says, yeah, I laugh my ass off. I, I called his dumb ass and told him he was famous now. Keep up the good work, Pimpin. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Who would have thunk that? I got to look that story back up, man. That is crazy. The son of the dude who pissed on the chicken at Kroger. Wow. Is listening to our podcast. That's great. Um, alright. Uh, sup, Rod and Karen. My voyage to the black guy who tells podcast. This is from, uh, Delfreno. Okay. And he's at Delfreno on Twitter, if I believe I'm correct. Yes. Uh, my voyage to the black guy who tells podcast. I saw Bomani Jones on ESPN's first tape, destroying Skip Bayless in the discussion. I started following him on Twitter, in which I found out about The Morning Jones. In which I was introduced to the great, unbelievable Mike Hitman. <laughs> yeah, Mike is a legend. Yes, he is. I was also impressed by Rod and Charlotte's continuous input on whatever the subject matter was. This is actually taking me a long fucking time to write because I'm listening to episode 149, Ratchetologist, and y'all are talking about the AVN Awards, and it's fucking me up. <laughs> that was a funny discussion, man. Yes. Uh, anyways... From there, Corey let me know what your name on Twitter was, and I started following you. And from there, the black guy who tips. So cool, cool. man. That's, I always do wonder how people find the podcast. Because people will just be like, hey, I've been listening for a long time. And I'm like, I've never heard of you. Who are you? Yes, let yeah. us know. Yeah, how did you find out? I like to know what's working. But that yes. way I can do more of that shit. That's right. You know, because I, I, when I go on The Morning Jones, I don't plug my show. Mm-hmm. It's a personal belief. I just... I'm not. I'm there to support the Morning Jones. I think it's kind of cheesy unless it's relevant to the situation. That's right. To just go in there and plug your shit. I, what other people call and plug that shit, I'm always like, that doesn't make me want to listen to your shit because you're not adding to the show. You're just calling up and going, yeah, well, Bo, I heard you talking and uh, you know I agree with everything. Also, I have a show. You're like, oh, nigga, just say something. Be funny. <laughs> say something intriguing. Why should I listen to your show other than you listen to Bo's show? Anyway. Long ass story short, I enjoy the show. I enjoy how y'all have a game plan, but it still seems random as shit. Oh, I thank you. That aspect of the show makes it more black barbershop-ish, barbershop-ish if I may say, with respect. Yeah, I respect it. I respect the black barber mm-hmm. and the shop, the beauty salon, whatever. Mm-hmm. My mom worked in the beauty salon. Yes, yeah, she did. Anyways, you and Karen keep doing what you do. I'll keep listening. By the way, if a person leaves a voicemail and have a halfway deep voice, we can't understand them for shit when you're doing playback. Well, I, I'm working on that, man. I try to turn the volume down, yeah. but uh, yeah, the setup we have, I mean, it's not really optimal, and it's kind of the only thing we can do right now, um, but I'm working on that, and uh, you know, eventually maybe we'll upgrade equipment, and we'll be able to just do the voicemails directly through the audio. And it'll probably make it even better. Yes. But uh, as of right now, man, I, sorry, man. I, I listen. To, the thing is, though, I do listen to every show of, of our show. I don't know who these podcasters are that don't listen to their own shit. Um, and I don't listen to it just because I think I'm hilarious. Um, I listen to it for a quality check. Yes. Is it good? Is it bad? What we could have improved on? So when y'all give us feedback and things like that, we do take that seriously. Mm-hmm. Not unless it's some bullshit, but if it's, you know, if it's legit, okay, I'm a fan and I listen, we'll take it seriously. Yeah, and if you hear something, I'm normally hearing it too. I did listen to last episode where I turned the volume down on the music during the voicemails. And I could understand pretty much everyone. The other thing is sometimes people leave bad quality calls. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to play them all because 
you know, if if you can kind of make it out, if we can kind of make it out, we can try to provide context clues to what they were talking about. But yeah, all the call, calls don't come in with the greatest of quality in the first place. But um, yeah, definitely just just know that we're thinking about the quality as much as you're thinking about the quality. Yes, we are. Um, and it's weird too because sometimes I listen to the show and I get mad at myself because I'm like, damn, I missed that joke. Me too. Like I think of an extra joke, I'd be like, damn, I should have said that. Uh, Delfreno, aka anti sleeper. A.K.A. Delicious Animal <laughs> Abuser. A.K.A. Goat Herder. A.K.A. Mr. McGiblet. Bamf. And he's out. Yes, me and him be going back and forth because he said he don't sleep. Wow. He don't take naps. And so me and him been falling out because I told him, damn it, take naps. You only hurting yourself? Yes. So Keita writes in. Uh, or Quita, I'm sorry. Quita writes in. I'm going to say Keita. Rod and Karen. I have named the black guy who tells my official work podcast. Yay! All right, well, I'm gonna be expecting half that check. You shouldn't have done that. I'm like that <laughs> bullet ball man. I want my money, Keita. Quita. If you want your name pronounced right, send the check. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Um, nah, thank you, really. Thank you. Uh, you guys were playing on my computer as I closed my first contract for my publishing business. Cool. Mythis Books. I am so excited. We so excited, you know? Yes, we are. We so, so excited. For you, yes, we are. We so excited. Um, so from now, so from now on, your show will be connected to something supremely positive in my life. Oh, hey, maybe I'll sign all my clients while listening to the Black Guy Who Tips. Sounds good to me. We, um, we approve that. But do not sign us. Do not play us during bad shit. Then no. I mean, unless it's going, unless you're going to write us an email like y'all cheered me up after uh, I found out that the you know my my car insurance wasn't going to cover the, the damages. Unless you're going to say that, do not be. Don't be writing us back like, you motherfuckers suck. I got fired today. Unless it's a five-star review. <laughs> I was listening to y'all and y'all, and I got fired, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man, hold on. I think I messed something up on the email. Let me see if I can get back in here. My bad, y'all. This is a little behind-the-scenes shit. Uh, and that's why you don't click on stuff while you're reading your email. I was about to say, I didn't click on nothing, son. Yeah, it was you, Karen. No. It's your fault. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Samantha Jackson, if you listen, that was Karen's fault. Um, I thought that since you guys are so cool and everything, and we are pretty cool, maybe you need a couple name, like Brangelina or Benifer. How about Karad? <laughs> Just putting that out there. Man, people are calling us that now. I know, right? <laughs> um, thanks for making being, being a small business owner, especially a publisher, which is a grueling job, Worth the hours of work I must put in. I truly do bear the weight of an entire business. Much easier knowing I have you guys to listen to. Sincerely, Quita. Uh, P.S. Wouldn't it be really cool if the first independent publisher, if I was the first independent publisher to listen to your show? Just thinking. I'm, probably are. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I want to know what an independent publisher does me, now. Me too. So, Quita, you got to write us next week and tell us what exactly is an independent, independent publisher. publisher. When we write our book, what, what we need to do. Yeah, is that what she publishes books? I'm assuming so. I don't know. All right, DA writes in. Rod, I would never claim to be an expert ratchetologist such as yourself. However, I feel an obligation to the children of this planet to at least get the word out. I saw something on the site that was not read to, and I felt such disgust. I had to fight to keep from destroying my laptop for allowing such a thing to be seen on it. Please don't think that I will place myself in your ratchet gauging shoes, but I beg you to please establish some maximums. And now for the announcement. 
Man, what do you think this is? It's going to be good, huh? I have no idea. People, please have some limits. If you are making your own homemade, homemade porn, please don't do it on your kid's bed. Oh. And if you just can't hold the ratchet back for that much, at least take his Spider-Man sheets and pillowcase off the damn bed first. <laughs> damn. I'm with you. No SpongeBob. Wow. That that seems dangerously close to child porn. Yes. I wonder if a pedophile watched that and was disappointed. Very. Like, it's like, oh, wait a minute. These motherfuckers might be of age. Yes. No, thank you. Yeah, so let's see who else wrote us. Oh, of course, Mike wrote us. You know, he likes to he likes to write. Yes. Um, and we thank you for it. He actually wrote us two emails, so I think this one must have an addendum on the end. Cool. Rod and Karen, first and foremost, I'm very disappointed that Will left white girl problems off his list of black and socioeconomic problems. <laughs> his impassioned speech would have been iced with that one addendum. Um... I think Mike is the only one having these white girl problems. Yes. I, don't, I don't know. But I, I like hearing them, though. Yeah, I don't know if he knows uh, that these are not common problems in the black community. But uh, anyway, that said, I'm still enjoying the show. And to chime in on a more serious note, uh-oh, it's about to go down. Uh-oh. Basically. <laughs> There's a lot of stereotyping, generaliz- generalizing, oh, wait, generational, okay, there's a lot of stereotyping, generation, generalate. Anyway, he's trying to make a point. I can't read this shit. There's a lot of stereotyping, generational, and socioeconomic issues that are compounded by race. Racial stereotypes are what people who haven't had much life experience deal in. Uh, I've got a lot of white friends. My two best friends are southern white guys. We're like brothers. We fish, go to the lake, go to the lake, drink beer, and listen to music and everything else together. Um, I don't know if they're your brother unless you've uh, taken a shower with them in the, in the tub together. Because that's what me and my little brother had to do growing up. So, I don't know if y'all are like brothers, man. I mean, close but no cigar, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, they spent time with my family and I spent time with theirs. Sadly, most people don't have that sort of life experience. So, on both sides, uh, from less exposed people, you get white people do this and black people do this. Well, that is true, though. I mean, because to some extent, white people do do this. You know what I'm saying? You like, you ever see a white person when they be trying to like drive their car, and they be like, hmm, 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 honk, honk, get out of my way, please. Left turn. That's an old people thing. And then black people when they drive their car, they be like, motherfucker, I'm driving this car. Oh, move, bitch. Get out of my way, motherfucker. <laughs> and they say I'm racist. That's an old Chris Rock joke. Uh, here's what general, general, generational issues come in. Why can't I say that word today? I'm going to keep saying generalization. Here's where generational issues come in. As, old, as the older generation dies, we're closer to an America with more shared experiences. Both through real life television media exposure. So many times through Twitter, writing, etc. Folks get enlightened on things they never thought about or realized. Yeah, I think everybody agrees on that. That's true. Because basically, man, like, integration just happened in, like, the 60s and 70s, so... not that long ago. You know, niggas and white people ain't been kicking it on the same level for a a long time. Uh Now, I will say this. Actual racial stereotypes and racism can still be held by people with um, a lot of experience dealing with other races. Yes, it can. It doesn't, you know, because some of that shit... Racism doesn't make sense. Okay? Racism and, and, and that shit, it does not have to make sense. 
It doesn't have to be. It's illogical in the first place. Yes, it is. So some people are gonna be around other races and still be racist. You know That's what I mean? True. And be and education has nothing to do with that. Background has nothing to do with that. Your home makeup has nothing to do with that. It's something that's kind of passed down from generation to generation. Well, well I just think people. Some people are opened up to new shit, and some people are gonna be closed minded forever. True. But it's cool. To, but I think he's right in general. Most people that have experience with other people. It's a result of the fact that they are open to being open-minded. True. And a result, and it's and it's also going to result in learning about people in general and seeing everybody as individuals. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says, "Woo." As for Kobe, faggot is one of the most disgusting words out there. There is no positive to it, or or positive way to use it, or, and have it not be offensive. This whole, I use it with my friends, but I never say it to a gay person, is the same premise of, I call my friend nigger, chink, wetback, but I would never call a black, Asian, or Mexican person that. Um, I agree. Like, people, and I'm, I'm tired of black people being so fucking offended by comparisons to the word nigger, or comparisons to, to racism, uh, to homophobia. What the fuck is wrong with you? No one is saying it's the exact fucking same struggle. They're just comparing it. Do people understand what the fuck a comparison is? Comparison doesn't mean two things are equal. It means they are similar to, like, you can measure them. You know, it's like saying a half a cup of water compared to a full cup of water. Oh, they're both liquid. There's a lot more shit in common there than there is different. <laughs> Stop being so fucking, uh, you want to, we cannot just own any type of oppression. It's like we want to own oppression. Yeah. No, we, we no, we're the ones who are oppressed. Your motherfucking ass ain't oppressed. You think you got a sad story? Wait till you hear mine. Yeah, okay, we get it. We were slaves, and then we had segregation and all types of civil rights abuse. I'm not belittling that shit, but I'm just saying that doesn't mean that we have a monopoly on fucking oppression in America. That, that, that's true. Other man. people go through shit, man. Yes, they do. And it's not fucking right. That, that uh, you should not. And for you, y'all motherfuckers to be like, if a white man say nigga to me, I punch him in his motherfucking face. Anyway, so I was talking to this faggot, and I was like, listen, faggot, what, man, you don't see the fucking irony in that sentence? Say that again. God damn. Anyway, the whole premise to use it as an insult means that there is something negative about the word. In the word faggot, the negative connotation is that the person is effeminate, not a man. No way to pass that buck. So say, so to say that, to say this, I lank lanked it. That's what he wrote. Stern had to find him because he got caught. Mm-hmm. Sure, plenty of players say it during the game, but they don't get caught. That's right. That's what I was trying to tell people. It, the only rule is don't get caught. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's the rule. Stern's not actually trying to legislate morality. Mm-mm. He's just like, man, don't embarrass the fucking league. Yes, and I don't want glad to get glad on us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They redid my gas card, so I'm doing weekly reimbursements now. I didn't budget for spending $150 in gas this week, so my bar money is all sucked up. Aww. White girl problems. Sorry to hear that. Well, he told me he was living the high life last night, so I don't know. He probably found a way. Last thing. My brother's wife just signed a modeling contract with Evolution here in Charlotte. They're a big agency whose biggest claim to fame is Brooklyn Decker, the SI swimsuit model. Basically, this means yours truly will be spending more time with his new sister and scooping up the stragglers. Note, she is my sister. The in-law dropped because she is now more valuable to me and my prospective sex life than anyone in my actual family. <laughs> at least until my dad starts putting me on the new teachers at the school he's a principal at. Winning. Yes, that is. You guys keep up, keep it up. The show's great. 
So that was his first email. Then I guess he must have thought of something else because he wrote another one. He said, one more thing. I forgot about the dog story. And you remember the story about the dogs? There was a man. Now, I wouldn't call it the dog story. I would call it the saw story. Because this man took an electric saw from his fucking... Uh, garage and hooked up extension cord and crossed across his neighbor's yard and fucking threatened to cut the dog's head off and the neighbor's. Yes. Alright, one more thing. Forgot about the dog story. A couple different things. As a homeowner, I can tell you, uh, homeowner, hey man, whatever your personal decisions of sexuality are, that, that is between you, uh, Mike. Okay, I'm not trying. I don't judge here. This is a judgment free zone. Yes, it is. So you ain't even got to bring up that you're a homeowner, okay? Keep that shit to yourself. Anyway, I can tell you that I need my extension cords. Uh, I need my extension cords. They are required. Oh, uh, wait a minute. When I need my extension cords, mm-hmm. uh, there is no untangling. It's on the spool. That shit is ready to be used in a, some. <laughs> for. <laughs> That shit is ready to be used for any sort of power to any sort of power to ratchetness that I desire to become a part of. Yeah, moved up in the world, ain't they? I'm nervous about Mike now. I know. You should not be getting involved in power to ratchetness. No, that is not. There's nothing good comes of that. Ever. That said, he was using a circular saw, huh? He wasn't doing a damn thing with that unless he got the dog and the people clamped down. <laughs> they have a guard on them, and unless he's got three hands, he ain't holding the dog down, opening the guard, and killing it. Also, that's a lot of work. Those saws cut a few inches of wood, not a whole neck. Power to knowledge. I got it. <laughs> hey, maybe he rigged up his um his saw to where he took the guard off. That's true, too, now. Maybe he was that gangster. Walter writes in, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Jumping in before the feedback show. Uh, LOL. Why the show gotta be the black guy who tips? Karen tip too? Shouldn't it be the black people who tip? Or even better, NWT, niggas who tip? <laughs> um, for those that want to know the origin of the name of the show, uh, I used to have a blog called The Black Guy Who Tips. And uh, I, I basically started the blog a couple years before we even started the podcast. That's right. And I wanted to just, I couldn't think of a name for the podcast for a long time. Um... And, I, you know, I wasn't sure how we were going to do it. So I was just thinking, well, maybe people that would, well, read the blog, because I was getting a lot of lists, uh, readers. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe people who read the blog will be interested in reading uh, and listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. True. So I thought if I name it the same thing, maybe people will cross over. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, I don't know, the black couple who tips, I guess, was taken. Yeah. Know, I tried all that. It don't roll as smoothly. Niggas who tip, of course, that was, uh, that, that, that was taken already. Uh, just messing with you Don't change shit It's fun watching you two evolve Karen went from not saying much at all To surprise racism and cuss words Yeah I remember when we first started out You know people would write in Karen needs to say more Why don't she argue with you and, I mean we don't really argue anyway But you know they were like Why, why don't she argue with you and all this shit And I just said calm down niggas I know her I know how it's gonna happen Don't worry and now she is a great podcaster. She goes on other people's shows, and I listen to their shows, and I laugh. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, she's not a wallflower. And I don't know why she wasn't cursing in the beginning. I don't remember when exactly that happened. But, you know, we have t- talks behind the scenes and stuff where it's like, baby, this, you know, be free. Do yourself. You know, do, you know, I, I want you to 
to participate. This is our thing. This isn't me. If something happens to Karen, this is the end of this fucking show. If she decides I'm not doing no shows, we're not doing it. I've never done a show without her. Um, and I'm never going to record an episode without her for this show. So, um, you know, we're a team. Yes. So I want people to understand that. Um, but yeah, Karen, why did you uh, start having being racist in person? I don't know. It just came out? Yeah, it beating on me, so I got I quit being afraid. Mm. I did some kung fu titty grabbing this morning, though. Yes, you did. So, does that count as beating? No, that's abuse. All right, you, he says, you never know what she's going to say next. The episode when she said the bad guy from Scooby-Doo coming on the kids, damn near made me piss myself, Rod. <laughs> Rod seems like the conservative now. It's been a fun ride following you two and the rest of the chitlin' circuit. Team Epic Nap all day, mofos. Sorry, I just watched Black Dynamite my damn self last night. That's my movie, man. I don't know why that shit is not on Netflix streaming on Xbox for, for party viewing. Yes. It would be the perfect movie, man. Yes, it would be. Anyway, but um, alright, thank you for writing everybody. Uh, the only thing we have left is iTunes and uh, the voicemails. Let's do voicemails. Over iTunes reviews? Mm-hmm. You going out of order this week? I know, well, we can do iTunes reviews. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. Well, I mean, I know you normally know stick to a formula. I know, I know. We can do iTunes reviews. All right. Podcast is definitely worth five stars. And this is by Ellis Carver. And he gives us five stars. That said, isn't Scatman Crothers a great, great name? I mean, how can you go wrong with the name like Scatman? If your name is just... <laughs> If your name just Scatman is Scatman, that kid's oh, if you name your kid Scatman, that kid's the coolest dude on the block by default. Now I know Ron and Karen don't want kids, but if they ever decide to get a dog or adopt a plant, do the world a favor and name it Scatman. It would be the least you could do to pass on his legacy. P.S. If you have to ask who Scatman Crothers was, off yourself. Before you do, know that Scatman Crothers was the coolest brother of the 20th century. I say only the 20th century because the coolest brother of all times is Bass Reeves. Look that dude up and then proceed to off yourself. Yes, one. Uh, we didn't do that one. We didn't do Mr. Chuck P? No, because it's the 10th. Okay. All right. Well, let's do Mr. Chuck P. My bad. Good job, Karen. No problem. What up, Ryan and Karen? I've been listening to the show since the episode with Mike did, man. The episodes are filled with topics that people should talk seriously about, and then there's unexpected randomness. I'm totally down with using the taser. I own one of them when I do my bouncing job, side job. He does bouncing at a club. Cool. It's the great equalizer. Anyway, I was in need of the radical of racial humor, and you and Karen bring the laughter buffet. Also, I really enjoy southern accents uh, that you two have, and it makes me feel right at home. But English is English, and we all understand each other. True. I'm going to keep sharing the links when you put them out and telling my friends to check out the show. Oh, Rod, before I go, can you please get get go in on everybody on the Steve Harvey with book deals? Um, I guess Nephew Tommy is going to release one next? What? Wow. It's going to be called Believe Me Too. I got the ball head and the clown suits like my Uncle Steve. <laughs> keep, keep up the good work. Uh, he's at... Mr. Chuck P, almost in the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana. Um, man, I've gone on. I trust me, I've done so much talking about Steve Harvey and these motherfuckers with these books. I'm not gonna go into it on this podcast. It's normally shorter, 
to do these feedback shows, <laughs> and I don't want to make this one into an hour and a half. But yeah, of course, fuck that nigga. Um, Taiwan Rogers, mm-hmm. he writes horrible, horrible five stars. Uh, five stars, damn it, we gonna read it. Rogers views random things while Karen cackles and cosigns everything he says. <laughs> I do a damn good job at it. This podcast is nothing but a big waste of time, but don't take my word for it. You have to check it out for yourself. Well, thank you for the, for the promotion. Right. So there's some behind the scenes of this Taiwan Rogers one, okay? Because, see, he left his real name on here. And you know I don't play that shit, Karen. So I found him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I sent him a message. I said, ha, ha, ha. Thanks for your review, man. Appreciate you giving us a try. Mm-hmm. And then he replied, I love you, Rod. I was just being an asshole. Your podcast is one of my favorites. I don't know what I'd do without you, Rod and Karen. You were the one who told me I could talk plenty of shit as long as I gave you five stars. <laughs> don't take it personally. You and Karen are great. I just wanted to send that my message my uh I just wanted to send my message my way. Big ups to the dark hater who sent me your way. Please don't be confused by our words. I will always give you five stars, motherfucker. And I was trying to tell him I actually did think it was funny. I was cracking up when I read that shit. And, and I, you know what? I'm not going to read the rest of the messages, but it's just cool, man, because I like that our fans get us. Yeah. Like, they get it, man. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit around and be like, man, fuck that nigga. Mm-mm. Writing me five-star review and hating. No, you did it. Five stars, because if I read that review, if I'm looking at a podcast, and I see horrible five stars, I actually will want to listen to that podcast, because I'm going to be like, what the fuck was so bad, but they still gave it five stars. <laughs> That's right. You know, so I, it, it did the work for me. I don't. I mean, hey, no offense taken, brother. Thank and thank you. you for being a fan, and thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, Megaton writes in, randomness with your favorite neighbors, five stars. It's like having a conversation with your favorite neighbors or going to a couple's house that you actually like for dinner and drinks. Yeah, <laughs> that you actually like. I, I like that part. Yes. I, I don't like couple dates most of the time. Especially when you know the motherfuckers ain't gonna be together. You know, like, no offense to Will, but we went out with Will and his girlfriend, and we, before he met his beautiful, wonderful wife, yes. and we had to pretend to like that bitch, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> I was like, man, I, don't, I want Will to do better, but I couldn't say nothing at the time. <laughs> like, why is she fussing at you, man? Um, give us free, Will, give us free. Yeah, free my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I helped them get that bitch of shit out their house. Anyway. I know. Y'all was like ninjas. <laughs> we got to tell that story on the show one day. Uh, subject matters vary, but overall, the humor of Ron and Karen and the variety of guests makes this a great evening out. Even if it's only from the comfort of your own iPod. Oh, yeah. And black people tip. As long as they aren't ratchet. I wonder do ratchet people tip. I bet you they do. They tip in the most ratchet way possible. Yes, they do. All pennies. Steve Harvey Food stamps Yeah you, you did it again Five stars by Mexican Geo Cool And he writes Steve Harvey is a genius His What? His insight to the woman's psyche Is impressive And he should just write an encyclopedia of his knowledge Oh Hold up I'm tripping Today is not opposite day shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was like, hold on, baby. <coughs> yeah, I don't want that to... Uh, Dexter from Shadow Dog Production said, somebody writes a review like that, he's going to make it a ringtone on his phone. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ha, ha, ha. But how was your Spanish, Rod? See if you can read this. Now, I can't... I don't know Spanish. Karen, you know Spanish? You think you can read this? 
I guess it's up to me then. I like the black guy who tips is super fantastic. Yeah, but I'm saying can you read it in Spanish? Oh, yo soy el black guy who tips. Why so super fantastical? Why? I think why is pronounced E. E? I'm sorry. So, yo soy, yo soy el black guy who tips. No, I'm just joking. That's racist. Um, got to make. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that wrong, guys. Got to make you work for them five stars. Ha ha ha! Another great podcast. Swords bring ratchetness, hilariousness. Yes, it does. Uh, thank you, Mexican GL. And he, this motherfucker took a picture holding his friend's samurai sword last night, and he sent it to me at 11:55 p.m. And I've sent back, run! The yeah. fuck out of there! It's almost midnight. midnight. Yes, you know the you know the rule, midnight. Mm. But then he told me he was on West Coast time, so he still had three hours to oh, get out okay. of there. Oh, so but then he was good. Okay, I was, was I was good. nervous. Yes. I thought we lost a listener, man. I'm I like, know. you donated. What are you doing? I need this money. Then we got one more. Oh, that was the last one. Yeah, that's okay, that, yeah. cool. All Thank right. you guys. So let's do the voicemails and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Yes, we will. It looks like we got four voicemails. For some reason, this one double downloaded. But uh, anyway, let's play it. Yo, what's up, Rockets? Boy Lane. Uh, just calling, checking in at the man holding me down. You know, I got snitched on. I can't keep up with the podcast like I used to. I'm not very far behind. I'm like, you know, maybe a little behind. I know you don't care, right? But that code to say the point. I listened to, um, listened to one of the more recent ones and two things. Like, I heard, you know, you talking about the consent with the animals. Well, recently, like locally in, in like the surrounding city in Savannah, um, the, uh, some people took their dog to the pet, to the uh, vet. And, uh, it was taking a while, and he was like, yo, you know, going on, dog's been gone a minute, but he went around the back, go see what was happening, and the dog was piping down at the veterinarian shit. Oh. I mean, that sounds pretty consensual with me. Like, I, you know, she was like, look, I got this ass, if you want to come get it, I'm going to pop it up and you just do what you do. You know, he had his choice of the dog right then and there. To, you know, walk off like, no, no, ma'am, I don't. Or, you can do a dog do, you know, and get that at it. So, um, just a case, I don't know, maybe it's okay. I'm not fucking animals, but, you know, just a case, somebody out there who's Peter soldering on that. Maybe it's not so bad. Um, and then, uh, secondly, man, I've been hearing this shit forever, and I know I can't be the only, you know, listeners to the podcast wondering this. Are you that good at basketball, man? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know why, and you know, I, I know those why legends, I ain't saying you NBA level, but are you a real, like, are y'all really, uh, uh, Justin, my bad, um, are y'all really that ill on the court, man, come on, be, be one, like, I'm like, this nigga be acting like you never leave the court until it's like, listen, young blood, now nah, y'all can move. <laughs> um, so, you know, just keep on if, if that's the case, I'm gonna give you all the praise, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it, it just, I know other people go, this thing can't be that good. But, uh, anyway, that's all I got for y'all, man. Um, until next time, one. Alright, uh, first things first. The one, the, so he was saying is, is animal consent. We talked about sexual consent for animals. Mm-hmm. And he's saying if the dog is doing the fucking, then it, that's the ultimate consent, right? And dogs do that all the time. They're not hump on your legs. Yeah, so if he, he says he, this guy took his pet to the vet. And he walked, and it's taking too long. He walked around back, and the dog was fucking the vet. Now, um, the question I have is, was that spurred a moment for the vet? Like, when did the vet decide 
Like the veterinarian had to be like, this dog is beautiful. I want him to fuck me. Like at what point did she say, I want to get fucked by this dog? Was it so... Was the dog hitting it from the back? Maybe? Yeah, of course. It's the only way dogs do it. It's doggy style, right? Oh. Well, then, wouldn't at any time he make a conscious decision to drop his draws? The dog? No, the man. No, it was a woman vet. A and woman vet? Yeah, but but same thing. I wonder when did she decide, I want this dog to get some. Yes. Did she have a thongs on? I mean, did yeah. she have candles? I mean, did she was she going all out? <laughs> maybe the dog was that beautiful. May have been. Um, she liked that musky dog smell. Yeah, and of course, um, basketball. Look, man, I'm that's like me and Justin are supremely confident. We talk a lot of shit, okay? But the number one thing you gotta realize is yes, we do run the water we play at. We win there quite often. Um, but two, I am the best fat basketball player you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've I've hold it in. I try not to be too conceited. <laughs> but niggas look at me all the time like, oh, this nigga can't ball, he fat. And then I bust their ass. It's what happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's, I'm not Jordan. I'm sure if anybody, like an NBA player came out there, he would embarrass me. You know what I'm saying? But I said the same thing when uh, Anthony was here, my cousin that plays for the Nets. I, I'm the best fat basketball player y'all going to play with. That's how it happens. You know, unless you play with Mark West or some shit, that, that's the way it goes. Ain't no fat dude that got handles like me. And, and can make passes like me. It's fucking insane. It's crazy. <laughs> I know it don't make sense. It's, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, we run the wild. So, I don't know. What else can I say? Karen, you seen it before? Yes, and y'all do be working with Joy Accounting and these people with... Uh, yeah, with it's not jobs. like the YMCA is great. Yes. Like, it's just... We just YMCA all-stars. We not... no Like, I mean, obviously, I, my game will travel. I could go to a lot of places and, and still do the same thing because it's mostly about the other person's expectations. It's not really that I'm doing these crazy things. It's mm-hmm. just that they don't expect to get crossed by a nigga as fat as me. And they don't expect... <laughs> they expect to score on me every time and shit. It's funny to me, man. Like, I'll turn good people into scrubs because they'll get overconfident. Like I'll, go to the, like, I'll go to places where I haven't played before. Like, I go to the Dowai. And these motherfuckers will be like, yo, 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 son, give me the rock, yo. Like, they'll see me on them like, I'm about to kill this nigga. And then they'll shoot a bunch of dumbass jumpers and bad threes or try to drive on me and, not, you know, like, try to, like, they just gonna bump me and knock me off. Like, they have no idea how to attack me, which is stupid on their fault. And then, uh, then whenever I cross their ass or do some type of fancy move or reverse on them, everybody in the gym goes crazy for me because people subconsciously love to root for fat people that can do unexpected things. Fat people, women, and handicapped people. Yeah, yeah I got a list of, that I'll do one day on the show, but yes, it's, you know, kids, like there's certain people we love to root for. And while we all sitting on the sideline going, that nigga probably suck, the first time that your ass gets crossed and, and the jumping put in your face, everybody's gonna turn against you and it gets in your fucking head. Mm-hmm. So now the, the tables have turned and the pressure's on this cat. Because before he was just thinking, watch everybody watch me bust this fat dude's ass. Now he's getting busted and he's not going, things ain't going as well as he planned. And it's very fucking, it goes against him because now niggas are joking him. That's how it works, man. That's why I don't take it easy on women on the court. I block that shit back to women's (laughs) suffrage, nigga. I'll be like, no voting. Anyway. Go um, back to the kitchen, woman. Yeah. (laughs) Make me a sandwich. (laughs) Be sure it got cheese on it. Oh, man. All right. Next, uh, uh, next, uh, voice, man. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Corey, also known as the Pickler. Much like you can't call another dude Chewy, you probably can't say my name either. <laughs> um, I had a moment that kind of made me wonder my asshole. So I was going to 
Whole Foods with my daughter. I got to keep it up on that organic milk can. We're putting them chemicals in the body. She only two and a half. And uh, she had to go potty. We went to the bathroom, did her thing, washing hands. Oh, the black gentleman comes in, getting ready to do the janitor thing, clean up the trash, whatever. Daughter looks at him, says hi. He says hi back. You know, says something else. Comes up kind of witty, whatever. But oh, smart girl, whatever. Then he was kind of having a who look black man sticking together with his children kind of moment. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Anyway, we get ready to walk out of the door. I got the paper towel on my hand because again, he's doing the janitor thing, working on the trash can. And I raised my hand up to give it to him. And he's like, what a man count. I'm like, nah, dude, I got this trash for you. You got the bag tied up. <laughs> and it was kind of awesome and it was a little awkward. <laughs> I got in the bag, went off out my way. Should I do something different? Was I asshole? Let me know. Holla. <laughs> so he goes, he's taking his daughter to the bathroom. Janitor walks in and they have a moment where it's like, cool, black, black men do love their kids sometimes. And the dude tries to give him some dap. I mean, tries, he tries to get, throw some trash away. Mm-hmm. And the black man, janitor, thinks that he's trying to give him some dap. And then they have an awkward exchange of, no, nigga, I got trash. This is not a. Uh, and you got the bag. Yeah. Now, uh, should you have done something different? I don't know. I do that. I get in awkward situations sometimes. Like, we go to the grocery store and we'll have a list. And uh, I'll I'll be the one marking stuff off the list. But when we get to the counter, I don't need the list anymore. I'm ready to throw that shit away. Mm-hmm. But I always feel uncomfortable looking at the person like, so can you throw this in your trash can? <laughs> so I put it in my pocket and hold it until we get out the store and then I throw it in the trash. Which seems pointless. I mean, they probably get asked to throw that shit away all the time. Yes, they do. But I just would feel like an asshole. So I, do- I totally relate to where he's coming from. Wow. I don't know. I don't think you were. I mean, man, I, I probably would have dapped him and then be like, you know what? I got this trash for you. <laughs> would, it, would, it, would it have been more of an asshole for that? <laughs> Yo, what's up, my nigga? And take care of this trash. Yes. Get back on your grind. It, would, it wouldn't have been an awkward moment? Yeah, maybe. All right, next voicemail. Um... Hey, Rod, Karen. It's Karen Brown. Karen Brown, 56 on Twitter. Uh, I just want to give you guys props in the discussion regarding Nancy Judd and her opinion of hip hop culture. Um, I want to say the reason that it really resonated with me is just, you know, how she was going on about how misogynistic a hip-hop culture is. And I, I think, you know, not only listen to your podcast, but listen to other folks' podcasts like Haterazzi. It was interesting how people had a lot of different opinions about how to take her opinion on it, you know, looking at it as misogynistic. And it really made me think how that's insulting to our intelligence, Um you know, because people always want to blame, they want to blame music, they want to blame movies, they want to blame video games, they want to blame books for when people fuck up. And what I thought of, what was interesting about the conversation, you know, it's kind of like what Chris Rock says, you know, whatever happened to just crazy, you know, stop blaming all these, you know, these popular avenues of media uh, for why people do bad things, when if you take those things out of the equation, guess what, that shit would still happen. Um, so, if anything, it, it's a scapegoat culture because we always looking for, you know, look, you know, we as a culture are always looking to hang our hat on something. Oh, that's why they're acting out. This is why they behave badly. It's because they play, they play Halo or, you know, too much PlayStation. You, whereas, you know, we need to be looking at other stuff like, you know, education, you know, or God forbid, you know, actual parenting. <laughs> so, and, and my second point was, you know, should we consider at this point that there's a new generation of kids that don't even notice we put out doggy style? Um, <laughs> so personally, I have a six-year-old daughter, and she knows Snoop more because of his appearances on Nickelodeon um, as opposed to any actual music he's put out. 
Uh, so I think you guys are spot on with your, uh, you know, dialogue regarding that and, uh, you know, looking to hear more insightful commentary like that in the future. So you guys have a good day. Peace. Oh, cool. Thank you, Terrence. Um, and yeah, I listened to the Haterasi episode. Uh, I think it's number 30. It's one of the free episodes. So you guys go on iTunes, look up the Haterasi radio show and download it. If you want to get a different perspective on Ashley Judd's comments, mm-hmm. because, uh, I think he took uh, a lot of what she said and, you know, like, like I said before, there's a lot of truth in what she said about it being misogynistic. I think the rape culture thing's a little too far, but I get, you know, whatever she's trying to sell in her book. Um, but, you know, I think it's an excellent point that I brought up, which is, man, you could delete all this music today. Crime isn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't make somebody be a father because they heard, they, you know, because they didn't hear a song. You know, I just, I can't think of my life of any, any decision of major consequence I've ever made because of a music song. Yeah, and on top of that, I think that it all comes to personal responsibility. Personal responsibility that you fuck, you make kids, take care of your kids. Right. You know, it's personal responsibility. Um, and a lot of times I do think people use excuses to explain why when it's something that they might not have a complete understanding of why children behave the way that they do. And on top of that, also, I think that it comes a time when, like he said, crazy is just fucking crazy. And there's no logical explanation to it. Um, and I also think that, like he was talking about his little girl, there is, that's a whole generation who don't know who Snoop Dogg is. Like he said, unless he pit, unless the, they appear on Nick Jr., you know, something that happened, it happening on Cartoon Network or something like that. So, and um, like me and you said before, your child who was under the age of 18 had no business listening to Snoop Dogg. It has a big old red ass stick on it. They say explicit lyrics. So that means your parents got this to you or either your parents have demanded your internet access. Yeah, we've already given up on parenting the kid. Like, in these conversations, we start too late. We start with, but Lupe Fiasco's not, not being a good role model. And it's like, listen, man, why the fuck does Lupe Fiasco need to be a role model? Why in our community are we already accepting, well, the rapper needs to be the one to do the right thing for these kids, you know? And then, uh, you know, also, like, when Kobe Bryant said, faggot, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, these rappers are role models, but these athletes, you know, hey, he was just saying it and people being sensitive. No, man, if you're going to have it, if you're going to make these people into role models, they got to be role models all the time. Who actually does deal with kids more often, Kobe Bryant or Snoop Dogg? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but anyway, my whole point being, I don't believe in that shit. None of these dudes have ever made me make any decision of any consequence in my life because I had other people in my life that are more realistic and better and give me better uh, information to make decisions when I was a kid. Yes. You know, if I they caught me doing some dumb shit, they'd be the first one to be like, nigga, it's not like this song says. Yeah, and on top of that, too, I think as adults, it's very difficult to help lead other people's children in the right direction because everybody quick to tell you don't say shit to my kid well baby your kid is fucking up and everybody's not negative somebody can can help your child make a more positive decision because the thing about parenting even if you got two good parents they can't parent all the time and they don't have their children in their sights 24 7 right but you notice that when these households that have money they have a couple of parents they have people involved in their kids upbringing you notice that these kids turn out just fine? 
And a lot of them listen to the same. All music. of us sitting on Facebook having this fucking conversation. But the, the the point is, we listened to the same fucking music and came out just fine. And the reason that we came out fine is because there's a bunch of intervening uh, adults and, and situations and people that, that actually keep you from being on the streets and doing dumb shit. Now, if the, the problem that I see is if the only motherfucker your kid is listening to is Snoop Dogg, you fucked up in the first place. Yeah, as as a parent and on top of that... Well, um, not just as a parent, life. Everything is true. fucked up for that kid. And we want to blame Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg didn't teach the right message. Like, no, all these motherfuckers, there would be another dude. If you killed Snoop Dogg, there'd be another dude after him. And if you killed all the rappers and there was no rap, there'd be some other shit that we would blame for kids. And it's not the fucking entertainer's fault. I'm sorry. Now, if you just want to take them all out the equation and say don't have them do shit, I understand that. But I feel like if they're lending their voice to AIDS awareness or some shit or prevention, fine. He raps about that shit all the time in his lyrics. And on top of that, to an extent, I understand what she was saying. But my problem is that put it towards all music. That's the problem I have. American society in general is fucking misogynistic. I don't know if people have noticed this. But it's not it's not just rap music. People mm-hmm. just I'm telling you uh, the reason people want to make it just about rap is cuz culturally black people are seen as the face of rap and it's easier to just say black people are fucking up, you know? I'm I'm sorry. It's a racial thing and yes, that's why you know some black people are racist. Yes, some black people don't like, you know, that negativity of black culture and you know it's just he uh like like with the dark hater he has certain beliefs. You know, one, he's been in the music industry, so I, I'm sure he believes music is more powerful than I think it is. And I, and I, I wouldn't expect him not to. You've been in that industry. Yeah. Like, yeah, why would you take that? Would be different. Yeah, why would you take that job and then go, I don't think music is that important? I'm like, no, you believe in it, and that's fine. Um, and then also, uh, I think uh, he sees more like, well, these people are representatives of all of us, and yeah. I don't believe in that. I'm done yeah. with that shit. Like, I'll I make jokes about it, but beyond the joke premise, no. The motherfuckers don't represent me, and I don't represent anybody else. I represent me, myself. That's it. And you represent yourself, and Karen represents herself. And until we all believe in our own individuality as a whole, like until every person sees every person as an individual, then, then we're going to always be stuck in these, well, black people need to do this shit because Snoop Dogg didn't do something. No, I'm tired of that shit. It's just another stick people use to beat you with these racial fucking stereotypes. Don't don't fall victim to that shit, y'all. Uh, all right, adjective J. He writes. You sends us one. Let's check it out. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is adjective J. Adjective underscore J on Twitter. Um, actually, I was just calling. I haven't been keeping up with the show. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm like a couple episodes behind. So you may have touched on this. You may not have. But I was thinking about the whole thing that happened with Kobe Bryant, and I just was saying that I honestly believe that. Um, you know, whole hundred thousand dollar fine aside, uh, I think that with Kobe Bryant, I was wondering if it was something that um, people think of Kobe Bryant as being homophobic now. And I personally don't think that he is homophobic. I think uh, actually, if it had been like a gay ref that he had said it to, like maybe the ref was just very openly gay, and, and Kobe Bryant had a user uh, anti-gay slur against him, I would think of him as being homophobic. But Someone just calling somebody else like uh, something that is obviously a, a bad sentiment of word that we, we probably shouldn't use. Uh, I guess word that maybe we shouldn't use the vocabulary, but whatever. I, I think that because the ref wasn't gay, that doesn't make, I guess doesn't necessarily make him homophobic. And like my whole thing is I think it would be comparable to if you had two white players or like a white player calling another white ref like a nigger. Like, 
that obviously would be like, oh my God, I can't believe a white guy said nigger. But at the same time, it still would, uh, I wouldn't necessarily think of that white guy as being racist. Anyway, that's the last thing about it. But um, I was just kind of curious if you guys have already kind of talked about that, then, you know, my bad for bringing it up again. But I was just kind of curious to see what you guys' take was on it. Um, maybe I just need to listen to more podcasts. Anyway, great job, guys. And I guess I will holler at you guys later. See you. All right, cool. Uh, first of all, thanks for calling Adjective underscore J. Yes. Um, apparently, this is the second thing I got to disagree with Adjective underscore J on. His last podcast, he was actually supporting people that own swords. And saying that everybody should own swords. No, I don't know. We are sword free in this house. Now, yeah. we got tasers, but we are sword free. Um, but listen, man, I disagree. Um, and y'all know Kobe Bryant's probably my third favorite player. But no, what he did was patently homophobic. It doesn't mean that he... Uh, I think people, it's like how you say, well, something is racist, what you did is racist. It doesn't mean that you're a racist, but no, you are harboring some racist tendencies. If I saw a white person call another person a nigger as an insult, that's fucking racist, and I'm sorry. And it's racist because basically they're saying when I want to think of something negative, the first thing I think of is a black person, a nigger. I want to insult you. And with Kobe Bryant, his, the word he thought of was faggot. As an insult. And yes, he's not hes not a comedian. He's not challenging the boundaries of free speech. He's a dude that is, you know, not college educated that decided to insult somebody. You know? And it, it, no, it doesn't make him homophobic in the way that the Aryan nation is homophobic. It doesn't, it's not like it's just being under that label doesn't mean you're an extremist. But no, you have a bit of homophobia. You know, a lot of men do. A lot of people do. And it's like, we don't want to accept it because we don't want to be labeled. We don't want to own our own issues. You know what I'm saying? I would say to some extent, I'm homophobic when it comes to like the locker room and some dude walking around with no towel on. And I'm like, I don't want to see your dick. Cover your dick up. What is the point of that shit? Now, now technically, <laughs> now technically, I should not be offended by that. He's not coming on to me. You know, uh, there's really no reason that he has to keep himself covered. You know, uh, the body is supposed to be... You know, God's creation and all this shit. But you know? that don't mean I want to see it, though. I, okay, I know that. I'm just I'm saying. Sorry. I'm just saying. If a woman put her titties out, I wouldn't say put those titties up. That, that, that's so true. I'm, it's obviously a double standard that I have, and that is some type of homophobia, and I have to own that. But no, I don't use the word faggot specifically because of that. But you should not be insulting people with these fucking slurs, and y'all just need to get the shit out of your vocabulary. Get it out, man. It's not right. And if you are going to use it, own your offensiveness. I'm tired of people trying to dodge the shit. Well, it's not like I hate gays. I mean, I would never call a faggot a faggot. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what you're saying. When you go, I would never call a gay person a faggot. Well, you didn't actually think he was a fag. So, I mean, it's different. You know, you can say the word if you don't think the person. No, stop fucking saying it. You don't need to say that shit if you don't want to own it. I say nigga a lot because I own the fact that I own my offensiveness. You know what I'm saying? I call inanimate objects niggas. I call black people niggas. I call white people niggas. I call concepts niggas. You know what I'm saying? I just do. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, I'm not... I just think people got to own their own offensiveness, man. Stop trying to dodge the... You know, stop trying to dodge the bullet and be like, I want to be able to say this, but not be viewed as a bad person for saying it. Then stop saying bad shit. This podcast has explicit on it for a reason. That's right. We say crazy shit sometimes. That's right. Alright, man, so, I don't know, Karen, did you want to add to that or no? Um, I understand what you're saying. 
Um, my perspective is that I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that it was coming, even though he might not be quote unquote um, anti-gay or any uh, like against gays or anything like that. The context he said it in was in anger, and when you say certain words in certain tones or in certain situations, it is taken a certain way. And he was angry, so he came out in an angry way. So, of course, he meant for dude to be offended by it. That's why he got smacked with the fine. That's why all this other stuff is happening. And the thing is that don't get caught, period. Right. And the thing is, man, if I call you a homophobe or you're, I say you did something homophobic, I, I don't. I see people as flawed all the time. I'm not even saying that necessarily makes you the worst person in the world or anything. But, nah, you got some homophobic t- tendencies. You can't be calling people faggot out here. The fuck? This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. And the nigger analogy is the same thing. Like, if and, and a lot of the same people that are uh, talking about it's okay for that faggot shit, if they saw some white dude call another white dude a nigger in front of them, they would get mad. And that's how you know that you're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just if you saw that shit, you're like, well, he wasn't talking to me. No, you go. What, what the fuck are you calling people nigger when you get when you get mad? That's right. So what happens when you do get mad at a black person? What do you think then? That's what happens when Kobe Bryant does get mad at a, at a at a gay person? Does his mind get politically correct? Is no. that right? No, he's he's homophobic. Is that a lot of dudes are homophobic? Anyway, um, you've been listening to the Blackout Tips. This is our feedback episode. Don't forget to submit your questions for Shadow Dog Productions. You can email us the at gmail dot mm-hmm. um, and just send us your questions. And uh, if not, we'll come up with our own questions. It's up to you guys. Um, don't forget to keep submitting those iTunes reviews, five stars only. We appreciate that shit. Um, yes, and, and don't forget to also uh, send Shadow Dog or us names of a character on the next uh, parody about our, about uh, Black Out Kids Tips podcast. All right, cool. And um, also email the show to blackouttips at gmail.com. Call the show 704-557-0186. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is a DAT. And uh, until next time, love you. Cause he got what they want He under 30 years old Well already he's a pro Designer trousers slung low Cause his pockets stay swole Can afford to get up And be anywhere he go VIP at the club Backstage at the show The best crib The best clothes Hottest whips on the road Neck and wrist on froze Checks with O's 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 Straight all across the globe Watch got three time zones 
keep the digital phone up to his dome Two assistants, two bank accounts, two homes, one problem Even with the O's on his check The poor poor stop him and show no respect They're a problem officer Damn straight is called race To motivate the J to give chase Say they want you successful, but that ain't the case You live in large, your skin is dark, they flashing light in your face Now who is the cat dining out on the town? H.E.D. wanna take a whole year to sit him down Mr. Nigga, nigga, nigga he got the speakers in the trunk with the bass on crunk. Now, who is the cat at Armani buying wares with the tourists who be asking them, Do you work here, Mr. Nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Yo, the abstract with the mighty most deaf. White folks got a mumble across beneath their breath. But they'll say it out loud again when they get with their close associates and friends, you know. Sneak it in with their friends at the job, happy hour at the bar while the song is in their car. And even if it's never said and lips stay still, their actions reveal how their hearts really feel. Like, late night I'm on a first class flight, the only brother in sight, the flight is handicapped fright. I sit down in my seat to see, she approach officially talking about, excuse me. Her lips curl up into a tight space, cause she don't believe that I'm in the right place. Showed them a water pass, and then she saw the gas, all embarrassed for an extra line on my water glass. An hour later, here she come by walking past. I hate to be a pest, but my summer love your autograph. Wow. They stay on nigga for show on American roads, but when you travel abroad, they got world nigga law. Some folks get on the plane, go where they please, but I go overseas and I get overseas. London Heathrow, me and my people, they think that the legals are sending them for Negro. Far away places, customs agents flagrant They think the dog faces smuggle weight in their cases Bags inspected, now we arrested Attention directed to contents of our intestines Urinalysis followed by x-rays Interrogated and detained to damn near the next day No evidence, no apology, and no regard Even for the big American rap star For us especially, us most especially And Mr. Nigga VIP jail cell, just for me If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked the cake Just got some shoe pop Paint them a face. They say they want you successful, but then they make it stressful. You start keeping pace, they start changing up the tempo. Now, who is the cat riding out on the town? Stay true, but want to stop him.